it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it. Before we get to our guest, a quick message from our sponsor. We've talked a lot about Mike Lindell's products at MyPillow.com. The quality is just amazing, and everything he makes lasts forever. He's got a new product out right now that the summertime customer will just absolutely love. We've all had the slippers, and the quality on those is amazing. People rave about them. He's got the three layers of comfort, where he's morphed that technology into the summertime sandals. They look like Crocs, but they're much more comfortable and long-lasting. Again, the proprietary three-layer technology that will give you extreme comfort in these sandals to wear around uh, for the rest of your summers, actually. So how can you get these? You can go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CDM to get the massive discounts he has on for the launch of this product. But just don't look at the sandals. Mike has over 600 products. If you're looking for household goods or apparel, don't go to the big box communist retailers that support the cabal. Support the Patriots, support CDM.press using pro, promo code CDM and get the best discounts available at MyPillow.com. And now let's get to our guest. Welcome to Information Operation. We have been reporting on the situation in Colorado with Joe Altman and other people often over the last few months and specifically in El Paso County where there was a lot of shenanigans going on. Today we have two representatives from that district, which is Dr. Zamora Wilson and Dr. Ray Ann Weber, who are election integrity activists. I'm going to talk. start with you, Linda. Tell us who you are and uh, what you're trying to do. All right. Well, my name is Linda Zamora Wilson. I served 25 years in the Air Force. My background covers economics, mathematics. I even did some flight tests. Um, but I retired in 2020. And then the 2020 election happened and I saw some irregularities, even personally, where my party affiliation changed without my authorization. This also happened to my daughter, which is a crime. And so I began investigating. I got involved with organi organizations such as Look Ahead America and USEIP, mm -hmm. that's the Election Integrity Plan. I was one of their data analysts and we ended up canvassing all of Colorado, we wrote a report and it focused on four counties. That was uh, Weld, El Paso, Douglas, and Pueblo. We knocked mm -hmm. on over 9,000 doors. Wow, that's a lot. So when you talk about st <laughs> statistical significance, it's, it's quite large. And yeah. um, we, bottom line is we found 8% irregularities mm. in the process. That doesn't even have to deal with machines. And of course, we have the Mesa reports now, which talks about the machines and the vulnerabilities there. And then, of course, we have 2000 mules that came out, which talks about the vulnerabilities of ballot harvesting, ballot stuffing. And then, of course, we have the SISA report that came out on the 3rd of June. And that's a federal agency talking about nine vulnerabilities to the Dominion system. Right. So how did you get involved in the election? Well, 
that's how you got involved. But t tell us the recent background of where, how that you got into this Mesa County or El Paso County situation. So with that background and that knowledge that I gained mm -hmm. in my investigations, when I, I knew God was calling me to step out into the political arena, I didn't want to do it. I thought I was going to live a quiet, retired life. And um, a lot of people have felt that recently. I think. Right. I love my country. I mean, I, I fought okay. and defended the Constitution for 25 years. Mm -hmm. And I see that our, our country is desperately in need of leaders that are willing to fight for the Constitution. And I notice in this one particular race, which is the state Senate District 9, um, the incumbent was not for getting rid of the voting machines. And so that I jumped in in that arena. And what about you, uh, Rayanne? What, what's your history? Well, thank you, Todd, so much for having us on. We appreciate the opportunity to share. Um, I am a family physician by trade, been practicing for about 20 years. And when COVID happened, I was shocked, just like all of us, I think, to find out that there was so much corruption in our medical system. And when I dug further um, and found out about the election integrity and how it tied to the COVID pandemic, we could call it, um, mm. I, I, I knew that our country was basically captured. It was a soft coup and we needed to stand up and do something. And running for coroner is the opportunity to address two of those problems. So from a medical standpoint, um there's been a lot released and we'll get to the election integrity stuff, but there's been a lot released on the vaccines themselves recently. And the CDC came out and basically said, there's no difference between vaxxed and unvaxxed now. Um, are, are you seeing people wake up to that fact in your yeah, region? It's, it's a, it's a rude awakening for everyone. Um, mm -hmm. People have lost their loved ones to this injection for, for something that is not mm -hmm. uh, well tested, well researched, and it, it's not effective. So yeah. people have put themselves on the line as, you know, mandated uh, many times, even in the military, just they're, you know, going to have a, a discharge from the military if they're not going to comply, yeah. which is unethical. It's a, a very rude awakening for all of us. We've seen it in the medical community, in the election community, in, in the law enforcement and in the security agencies. Uh, but let's talk specifically about El Paso. We, we, we kind of dug into it recently. So you had Tina Peters, which uh, lost the primary officially, challenged the different races, and El Paso had a very specific situation. So how did that develop, I guess? Linda, what do you want to take that? Well, um, what was interesting is that in the assemblies, all of the grassroots candidates, those that were saying something about election integrity, they receive the majority of the votes. And this is mm -hmm. in the assembly. We are being mm -hmm. the, the delegates, which were right. elected at the um, precinct level. Truly, we, the people movement, voted mm -hmm. for us. And when you receive the majority of votes in the assembly, you get top line on the ballot. So all of us received top line of the ballot. And the interesting thing was in the primary, not one top line candidate won in the primary. Mm -hmm telling which yeah that is surprising because the the grassroots was fantastic we had people hundreds of people knocking on doors mm -hmm. 
if we had to guesstimate, you know, maybe close to 10,000 doors knocked and a hugely positive response. Anytime uh, people connected with our story, they, they knew what we were running for. They were so appreciative that people were stepping up and they understood and they were on board. So in Georgia, we had a situation where in the May 24th or yeah, I think it was May 24th primary for Raffensperger and Kemp, the uh, same situation, they had very low polling, but all of a sudden came up with all these votes and they think there was about a 15% margin built in for Raffensperger to win the primary. There's something similar in Colorado, right? Where essentially the curves were statistically impossible as to how they all voted similarly. Do you want to go into that? I don't know who wants to take that. Um, I'll take that. In, okay. um, in all the races that I saw, it had mm -hmm. a step-like function look to it, where it right, raise right. up and then flatline and raise up. And the interesting thing was there was no variation in the margins. Mm -hmm. It remained relatively consistent. And that's really abnormal because mm -hmm. in early voting, typically the early voting people, there would be a, a surge of that, would vote for, we'd say, the establishment. Right. As we go towards the day of election, that's where, and we had, when we were canvassing, we're encouraging people to vote on the day of, and you should have seen a surge for the grassroots candidates. And we didn't yeah. see either in the beginning or in the end. That was really strange. It was, you, you said it well, a function-like appearance. I mean, so it looked like there was a formula that we're following as the, you know, with a variable that as the, as the amount of votes rose, I mean, the, the function stayed the same is what you're saying. Right. Essentially. Yeah. And another interesting thing that I discovered, mm -hmm. and I would not have discovered this had we not gone through the rescan that we had, I call it the rescan. It wasn't a mm -hmm. rescan. It was a rescan mm -hmm. <clears throat> prior to doing the rescan. They do a test. It's called the, um, the logic and accuracy. Yeah. Yes. And where they take already pre-printed ballots that I believe it's Runbeck that prints these ballots. And there was over 4,000. Um, and then they run it through all the scanners. What was interesting is even in the test election, none of the grassroots won. In fact, the percentages, if you look at my race, the percentage of the test ballot compared to the primary, the actual outcome is off by one percentage point. And that wow. was the same um, in, in the two man races. We noticed that in your race and also in the county clerk's race where they were off by a couple percentage points. And it's like, huh, that's interesting. How is it that the, the test results really correspond and correlate with the actual outcome. What are the odds of that? I just found that- It really seems hard. like they don't even care anymore. It's just in your face, <laughs> essentially. So you, the logic and accuracy test also had a huge like uh, um, push to adjudication, right? Which was also abnormal. Right. Or they said it was abnormal, or it looked abnormal. Well, they, they didn't expect to happen what happened. They. Mm -hmm. Um, had never really run a countywide recount before and certainly not for four candidates. So when they went to use the test ballots, which test ballots, that's a key issue that we're 
trying to address right here with our legal cases, they went and chose a test deck to run their analysis, logic and accuracy. It adjudicated more than 50% because it was looking for all the undervotes and mm -hmm. therefore it took an extra day to just adjudicate. And when, you know, you're thinking of a 6% adjudication rate being what is expected and tolerated. And we're over it 54%. 54%. That's a significant difference that they did and not. For our, for our audience, adjudication means it has to be looked at by a human, right? Because the machines basically don't understand what's happening. Right. So it kicks it over where two humans will evaluate mm -hmm. and try to assess what the voter intended. And and again, to just piggyback on what you said, they didn't expect mm -hmm. it and they had to bring in more judges to offset the the increase. And, what, and they got through that legally, I guess. Uh, what's this, I mean, it didn't cause any. Uh, did it give you guys ammunition or because people saw that? And I know Tina was very excited about that. Mm -hmm but nothing happened. So how did they get through that? Right, right. I mean, their response was the machines was doing exactly what it was supposed to. Um, in, in a recount, they explained it this way. In a recount, <clears throat> we're not, instead of looking at maybe three things that would send mm -hmm. a ballot to adjudication, we're now looking at five things. So they're mm -hmm. opening up the aperture of, um, right. they said, we're gonna be more thorough. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm thinking, well, if you knew that, then why were you so unprepared for it? Exactly. What is, I know the law can be interpreted or should be interpreted, I should say, that you have to have a hand ballot when you have this kind of, uh, or hand recount when you have such a problem. I mean, what, did that not come up? Or did, is it being, are you trying to force a hand recount in the, which is the question, I guess, in the legal case? Yes, we are. And, and mm -hmm. we are referring to, in the Colorado revised statute in um, it's called one dash 10.5 dash 102. And that's going to, if you look down into the three alpha paragraph, mm -hmm. it actually states what you need to do for a recount. And um, I'll, I'll read it off. It's, it's prior to any recount, the canvas board shall choose at random and test voting devices used in the candidate's race, and it goes on to say, the board shall use the voting devices it has selected to conduct a comparison of the machine count of the ballots counted on each such voting device for the candidate race to the corresponding manual count of the voter verified paper records. Mm. And we are, we were there, we witnessed it. That did not happen. That did not happen. And what they did was they they rescanned it. So if you continue on this this um, this ruling in in part B, it says if if what you did in part A had no uh, irregularities, if it came out the same, then you can do a rescan. Hmm. But the okay. fact is, in our rescan there were differences and because of those differences in part b it states that if there's any discrepancies that the voter verified paper records will be used for a final determination mm. so even by part a and part b they still failed so 
you guys are challenging this in court, I assume. Yes, we are. Absolutely. Who is who is it you personally or is it a group or tell it us who's behind the lawsuit? We are a coalition. There's mm -hmm. uh, six candidates that are moving forward with this legal case. Um, we have legal representation and we feel that this is the strongest case going forward. This is a unique case um, and time is of the essence. So we've been given an expedited um, uh, evaluation. We just had a meeting with the judge today mm -hmm. and the judge determined that he would have a briefing and scheduled a, um, a date for court to review on the 1st of September. On the 1st of September. So it is, it's a different approach. I mean, we know that the, the voting machines are a serious problem, a risk for a vulnerability for voter uh, fraud and changing the votes. Um, but rather than attacking it straight on, we're going to use their own mistakes and the, mm. the law. We are a people that follow the rule of law and our, our leaders did not follow the law. And in fact, the Secretary of State did not need to insert herself into our um, election process by advising, telling our county clerk how to conduct the recount. But she did and she went above and beyond and had legal counsel in that room uh, openly attempting to intimidate the um, election judges, people that might want to observe and put a gag order because we are seen as such a threat just as observing and asking simple questions. So is, does that open up legal liability for the Secretary of State's office or is, is she breaking any, is it just procedure or is it she's just not following the Constitution of Colorado? Or well, she has does, no place. So yeah. Um, maybe it's been overlooked here mm -hmm. recently, um, but there was no um, standing to be in that room. And she was mm -hmm. there in presence prior to the start of the recount, before there was any concern, any legal issues. So, you know, it looks like they're covering up and directing the whole event from afar when this is a local election that should be managed locally. And the, the statute actually dictates that the, um, the clerk and recorder will convene the canvas board and the canvas board conducts the, the election and the recount. It, it's, that is not what happens. The clerk and recorder is the one that makes everything happen. And at one point, one of the canvas members was a part of the gag order where she was not even allowed to ask questions. Mm. So you can see the level of influence in our election process. Is this part of your argument to the judge or is this a whole nother legal argument? I'm just curious. Is it, I mean, is this what you're telling the judge? I'm sure that we will state that the, the secretary of state has overstepped her, mm -hmm. her job duties. And, and I will, I will also add, uh, our opposition seems to think that this is, we're doing this because of sour grapes or uh, we're being selfish and, and we're trying to overturn an election. And I wanna be very clear, this is not about overturning an election. This is about election integrity, which is really the, the main reason why I jumped into this race. And, and to show that the elections belong to us, we the people, we have every right to investigate our own elections. 
and they need to be conducted at the local level. So this is, uh, you guys are kind of at the tip of a spear of the spear of, the, of a national issue, uh, right. which I mean, what happens in your case is really going to in, influ influence the, the national direction of the country. So you need help financially to, to serve these cases. How do people help you? Well, and, and just to piggyback on what you just said, I, I truly mm -hmm. believe that El Paso is ground zero and where mm -hmm. we find fraud here we will find fraud in Colorado because of the same systems. And where we find fraud in Colorado, we will find fraud nationwide. And this, yeah. is, uh, this is national security. And both Rayanne and I served in the military. We know about national security and, and we are passionate about our constitution and protecting and defending our country. Fantastic. But as, uh, to answer your question, um, so, um, as far as personal, personal campaigns, I have my own uh, personal um, campaign. Mm -hmm. You can find it at ZamoraForColorado.com. That's Z-A-M-O-R-A and spell out for F-O-R and then spell out Colorado. I still have, um, uh, I had to take out a loan to cover the exorbitant costs of this recount. So I'm still trying to, uh, ask for funding within mm -hmm. my campaign. But if you want to go to look at the other candidates, Rayanne, I don't know if you want to talk about your campaign. Well, you, you can see all of us on coloradorecount.com. All of the candidates that are addressing this issue that are part of the recount, we're listed there. And additionally, okay. we have a nonprofit that is um, helping us coordinate some of our legal funds. So if you want to help my campaign, um, you can go to Restore Liberty, that's restore-liberty.org, and they have a 501c3, and if you just in that description box put the Colorado recount, El Paso County recount, they will ensure that that goes towards um, this, this election integrity issue. And we expect this to go on to um, the Supreme Court of Colorado and potentially the Supreme Court uh, if need be. I, I was going to ask you how, do you, how do you feel about the judge in this case that you have? <laughs> or do you not want to say? I'm sure that's probably a bad question, but uh, okay, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what is there anything else you want the audience to know? Yeah, I notes. think one of the key factors is that it, it is not about getting back on the ballot. You know, if, yeah. if we get there and that happens, so be it. But our number one concern is that we get our elections in the place where people can have confidence in them, because that mm -hmm. is that is paramount. We don't have a nation if we don't have the ability to vote in free and fair elections. And it is a violation of all of our civil rights. Everyone in our county that voted in the Republican primary, if there was integrity issues there, that affected their civil rights as well understand. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we want to have you back as this develops, if, if that's okay, because this is a huge story. So have contact us when you feel like you're at a point where there's more to talk about. Will do. Thank you so All much right. for having us. You I appreciate Take it. Take care, guys.